Welcome to the Furniture Artist Podcast, where Erin shares experiences, adventures, and challenges in the furniture artist life. If you love brushes and paint, and furniture is your canvas, you're in the right place. Now, here's Erin from the Bowtie Treasures Studio. Have you ever posted an item like one of your latest furniture painted creations and someone asked if you would take half? You wanted to scream, right? In this episode, let's get into accepting or rejecting offers on your creations and artistic projects. Let's get talking. This is episode number two. A wonderful opportunity to be back in here on this podcast with you again. I hope you had an opportunity to listen to episode number one, a little bit about myself and my background. And this episode is going to be a little different because we are going to be talking about something if you're in the furniture artist world, you should know a lot about, or you're going to get into it pretty soon, and that is what to do with offers you get on your furniture or creative pieces that you're putting on social media, let's say Facebook Marketplace, Craigslist, all those different posting sites you might be in. Maybe it's a Facebook group selling group of some kind and uh, trust me if you're in this business long enough you will get some interesting interesting questions so I want to talk about those give you maybe just a few uh, examples and uh, how I go about uh, answering those as well you probably have heard something like hey would you take half they usually don't say half Usually, if you post it for four hundred, they're saying, "Will you will you take two hundred? That's just kind of a common haggling, negotiating technique. If you go to any flea market or garage sale, something like that, it's a common. I'm going to say American um, process. I'm sure many other cultures do it as well. Almost expected anytime you're doing a person to person type of business aspect, you're going to be doing some kind of haggling. So it's very important to understand that that's the culture and not necessarily an attempt to insult you and your artistic ability, no matter how great a job you've done on something. It might be your best piece you've ever created and you have it put on a pedestal, if you will, and someone comes in and offers you half. Well, again, This is often, as you can expect, taught in our culture. So first thing, of course, I would recommend is don't be offended by that offer. You could really stress and go nuts trying to psychologically counter that insanity, if you will. But it's really not the important time. It's not time well spent doing that. Especially if you're in this business long enough, it's going to happen a little so often often that you should be getting you should you should might as well start being numb to it and again they're not normally trying to insult you they're just normally going through the normal if you will protocol for doing something like that so you usually get something like will you take another common statement they'll lead off with what is your best price i will tell you a common thought i have when people say what is your best price? Well, my best price is on the price tag or my best price is what I put on the listing 
what I mean by that is you've made the first offer. So for them to come to you and ask you to make another offer and they haven't made an offer, that's not haggling. That's getting you just to go ahead and drop your price. So you could come back to that and say, jokingly almost, I've already made my offer. What's your offer? Sometimes what I will do, and not necessarily in that jokingly manner, I'll just say, what do you have in mind? Would be a great comeback to that. Because again, I'm saying, hey, I've already made my offer. What do you have in mind? What is your thought? Or where are you at? That puts them in the position where they have to feel uncomfortable. They want you to be uncomfortable first. Well, you've already done your job. You've already... Pricing a project is not an easy task. And by the way, I I do have it on my list to do a pricing podcast episode in the future. So this is more about that offer. So again, put it back on them. They need to make the first offer if you're willing to negotiate. If you're not even willing to listen to an offer, then don't go down that road. And what I mean by that, so if they say, hey, will you take 200 out of 400, that's not... That's not a negotiation and recommend you getting into. The one I'm talking about is if they say, hey, they start out with, what is your best price? So I have two booths in town. I mentioned that on episode one. And oftentimes I'll get a call from the, the place, the booth, um, this, the antique mall, and they'll say, hey, we have a customer here. They want to know what your best price is. Usually I'll ask them, what are they offering? Again, put it back on them, make them make that first. Because you need to find out where they are. Usually when they, when, in my experience, when they say, what is your best price? They, they literally are expecting you to drop it way down. So if I had something for 400, um, the, what I normally will do is I'll think about, okay, how much is the commission going to be? I'm not really thinking about rent, how much I have to pay for rent, but if the store is going to take 10%, 15%, I kind of calculate that in my mind, I might go ahead and come down. The store usually will automatically give the person 10% if they ask for a discount. So normally I will start at 10% because maybe they haven't talked about that there in the store. So that's something that I will talk about. I'll do 10%. If I really, if it's sat a long time and I'm willing to do it, I might come down 15%. So I do quickly do the math on that. Maybe if you're feeling good, 20%. Just don't forget that the store is still going to take their commission after that. So in other words, again, if I if it was for four hundred, I might say, well, I'll take, I'll, I'll come down to four sixty, knowing that I'm probably going to lose another forty six dollars because of ten percent. So you, you're playing that game. Bottom line is, don't do any of that if if you really need to get that four hundred dollars minus the store's commission. So that's a little bit about that. What is your best price? My best price is what's on the tag. It's your turn. That's really the the, the game that you're playing there. Don't fall for things like, I have cash, I'll buy it today. Everybody has cash usually, so that's kind of common. Uh, don't fall for um, the pleas of money is short right now, but I can pay, I can offer you this. Everybody's money's short, okay? You have a product, you have a service, you put hard work into, you need to protect that. You, ha- you should be putting a price on that project that makes you a profit, and pays for your time. It shouldn't just pay for your time and your supplies. It's got to pay your booth rent. You got to 
You, you took it there, you dropped it off again. We'll get into pricing later. I'm trying not to steal my thunder there. But for the most part, uh, you protect that. That's your job as a furniture artist to protect your time and your energy and your effort. effort. You should know a general idea of how much you put into it and what you can let it go for. If it's been sitting a long time, I think the natural reaction should be that maybe I've overpriced this. If not, you're just going to have to sit on it for a long time. And sometimes I'll do that. Other times I'm, hey, I only paid $5 for that. Didn't put a lot of time in it. I'm willing to let that go. There is a sense of community involved in this, though. If you're going to undercut your price all the time, you're basically telling the community, hey, you guys should do the same thing. It's, just be careful there, okay? I'll just, I'll just leave it at that. I had someone recently say, will you hold this for me? My house isn't ready. I need to paint the house. And they only offer it half down. Well, first of all, I try to always avoid holding anything. I've had, you're going to find that people will let you down every day if you hold something. So avoid holding it. No matter how much guarantee you think it is, how excited they are, don't hold it. If they want to put some money down, non, you know, non-refundable money down, that's up to you. But I, I usually say I can't hold that. Now, the places where I have my furniture, the booths, usually have a hold policy. Oftentimes, it's 24 hours. They will hold it for the person. They can come look at it. I can't really get around that. I'm talking about maybe if you're selling from your house. I would not say, yes, I'll hold that for you. You can say, hey, call me back tomorrow morning, see if it's still available, and then we can arrange a time. But don't say, yes, I'll hold it for a couple of days. You will lose out. It Usually, it's one of those, the house wins. <laughs> your house will not win in that, in that situation. Um, so oftentimes, I, what I have also done is said, well, if I'm going to hold it, in other words, if, if they can't pick it up today, get them to pay full price, and then they can come get it in a couple days. But let them know, after so long, you know, you're moving on without, you know, sorry. You're not a storage unit, okay? So be very careful how you get into that. Make sure you try and get a definitive, yes, I'm coming here. But let them know if, you've, if you have any hesitation, you say, hey, after 30 days, I'm reselling this. I've never had to tell somebody that, but if you're skeptical, I just wouldn't make the deal or I'd let them know up front. There is a 30-day hold on this. But you have to get that money, get the full payment. If they don't want to pay full, something's going on. I would not get into the middle of that interaction. So be very careful about the hold. Again, that's important. I'm, I'm try, I don't want to get too much into the how to do business with your booth people because there are some situations. I've had a situation where I've told someone it's available. It was actually on hold. They showed up to the store. Someone else had already bought it. So that's a different situation. So we'll try and keep this more towards I have the piece of my house. I'm selling it myself, that kind of thing. So oftentimes what I'll do, if I get someone who says that they will offer half, and I kind of mention it, don't get ticked, don't get insulted. Just um, don't let them know how you really feel. You never know they might be a future customer. It's important that you maintain credit, you know, a good standing relationship. You don't want to burn in your bridges, that you don't know who they know. You, don't, you might have a future customer or referral there waiting if you handle the situation right. You can always counter. In other words, if someone, in fact, I got one earlier today, where you take, it was literally half the price, and I, my common reply is, and you're welcome to use this, I say, not at this time. 
will you take $200 for this? My answer, not at this time. Doesn't mean I won't in, in a year or in six months. I might get desperate, but right now it's not at this time. Another common uh, response I have used at times was would be, I appreciate the offer, but I can't go that low at this time. So you can kind of see how I took a lot of that sentence out, and I just say, not at this time. But if you really want to be nice and go the extra mile and say, I appreciate the offer, but I can't go that low at this time. So you might say, not at this time, when they're insulting you with a crazy low offer. If they're kind of close and you're still not willing to negotiate, you might say, I appreciate the offer, but I can't go that low at this time. If you are willing to negotiate, and they offered, let's say it was 400 and they said, hey, would you take 350 for this? I'm going to tell you up front, that's a pretty, I'm going to say that's kind of close. I might say, well, I can do 380 or I can do 375 You're negotiating. They're interested enough that they're going to negotiate. A 200 out of 400 that's, there's no negotiation there. They just want it for free for the most part. So, again, not at this time, or I appreciate the offer, or... Enter the countering back and forth if you really want to pass it on. And uh, again, I do, I've had all three scenarios. There are times where I say, you know what? I think I've got them on the hook. I think they really want it. They just don't want to pay my price because that's not the American way, if you will. I'm going to counter and see how interested they are. And I'm going to say, I'll, I'll knock 20% off, 10% off. Overall, my advice is be kind, be responsive. Don't leave them hanging. If they've ticked you off, give them a reply. Anyway, not at this time. I appreciate the offer. Thanks for uh, asking. Answer the questions appropriately. Don't beat around the bush. Like, I would never say, um, avoid, not that I don't, I wouldn't ever do it, but avoid saying, let me think about it. Let me think about it usually is a no. Uh, But sometimes I'll say, I appreciate the offer. I'll think about that tonight and get back to you in the morning. If you're going to say that, do it. Don't leave them hanging. That's not good business. Um, I've had some interesting scenarios, and I don't know why people would say this, but I've had some people say, hey, will you take less for this piece because I want to repaint it? Why would any tell a furniture artist that you're repainting their work of art is beyond me? But don't get insulted by that. It's a business. It's a piece of furniture. I don't get attached to my work. I've done my job. I painted it, did my best at it. I'm moving on. But if you're buying something, I don't know what I'd ever tell somebody. I've never gone to someone's house or an estate sale or anywhere else, garage sale, say, hey, I'm buying this. Will you take 20 less? I need to repaint it. That's not the time and place to do that. So definitely don't be using that. But I... Uh, probably two, three months ago, the booth place told me, the funny thing is they paid full price for the piece I had in the booth. And they told the store, yeah, I'm I'm repainting it. It's not the right color. What do I care? I mean, I just got full pr- asking price for my piece. What they would do with it afterwards is uh, no worry of mine. And that's another reason why I don't sign my pieces, mark my pieces, brand my pieces. Because I don't know what's going to happen to it after I... I uh, I put it and sell it. So bottom line is, but it's just kind of an awkward thing that I get in the purchasing negotiation things. Hey, I need to do this. So, um, but I will tell you, don't get offended. Don't take your work, don't take it personally. 
there's knuckleheads out there all over the place. And, uh, you know, the one I got recently was, I'm trying to buy this for my, my wife for Christmas. I'm really trying to find a, a really high-quality buffet. But yet he wanted to pay pay half. So I didn't get into the offended game. I just said, not at this time. And they said, okay, if, if you change your mind, let me know. So it was a good interaction. You know, he understood that I wasn't going to go that low. He didn't counter. He said, well, okay, well, how about 300? And I'll get that. I just usually know that when they cut you in half, they're not, there's no, they don't want to negotiate. Okay, so just keep that in mind. But I do plan on discussing pricing. Pricing's important. If you're going into this as a hobby or as a business, there's different approaches you need to take. And there's a lot of factors to keep in mind. So when it comes to negotiating, you need to keep those factors in mind, like paying rent, paying supplies, paying your time, paying travel fees, rent fees, commissions. All those things need to be playing if you're serious about it. If this is a hobby and you just need an extra buck, it may not be as critical for you at the time. But overall, I really think that you can be successful at negotiating if you understand that, one, it's commonplace for business to people to people sales, and that's what you're pretty much doing. Uh, your booth people, aren't, uh, antique malls, shouldn't be negotiating for you. You should have some kind of uh, response in your contract that, hey, I will only negotiate for this pr- under, over this price range. You can work that out. Please don't call me with these kind of questions, although sometimes they still do. But they're, they're your salespeople, so keep, they, they will protect you to a certain degree. But they are trying to sell your pieces for you, and that's why I have my pieces in a booth. It's because I'm not home all day. I, I can't, I'm not going to go back, back and forth. So I'd rather have someone call and say, hey, we sold your buffet today. Well, great. That's why I have my pieces in your booth so you can sell it and load it up for me. So that's really great. But stay encouraged. Don't let the uh, craziness of online sales, whether it's uh, Marketplace, Craigslist, just to name that kind of place. Don't let those people take you down and insult you. Just know that they're trying to get a good deal and you just need to have a good replies to it. I hope that gives you some insight and give you some encouragement. Maybe you think of your replies and go be prepared for the insulting offer. Just know here's what I'm going to say when that happens. But be prepared to sell furniture. That's what you're trying to do. So maybe you can get them to come up a little bit, and you, you know, and then you can make that deal overall. So overall, that's that's where we are today. I hope that was helpful. I'm looking forward to continuing these episodes talking about the furniture artist's life. That's it for episode two. Thank you so much for listening. And stay tuned for episode three in the near future. And uh, let your friends and family know and those that are in this field uh, know what we're up to over here at the Furniture Artist Life with Aaron. Thank you so much for listening. Have a great day. Thanks for listening to this episode. Be sure to check out our website, bowtietreasures.com. And if you're enjoying the podcast, please feel free to rate, subscribe, and leave a review wherever you listen to your podcasts. That way, other furniture artists like you can find the show. Thanks again for listening, and we'll catch you in the next episode.